0: Greetings and welcome to The Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman. It's time to bring the orange once again with one of our favorite guests on the show returning for, I can't even remember how many times we always have a great time, Cody Hosterman, Technical Director, VMware Solutions. Welcome back to the program, Cody.
1: Hey, thanks, Rob. It's always always good to be on the show, so thanks for inviting me back.
0: It's always a pleasure. I always learn something new speaking with you, and I know you cover so many different things and have such a great following Um, But what is going on in your world? I assume you're staying healthy. I know you're kind of a guy that likes to get outdoors. We're just talking about getting outside today because it's gorgeous and and rolling a few phone calls. But uh, how are you getting by on a day to day basis?
1: Uh, you know, things are as, as as good as one can hope for. I think, you know, these days. My my parents recently got the vaccine, so that certainly is a big relief for me. So I, I look forward to the day when I can get it so I can can get back in the office, get back in those restaurants and know go to a football game or something like that so something like that
0: yeah i know with the baseball season impending here my kid is badgering me on a daily basis you know about (laughs) hey this this team open to this capacity and you know we need to fly here to go see a game so there may be some some travel in my future but the uh the, the amount of optimism right now is certainly really really cool um, hey, let's talk about kind of a, I don't know, we'll preview this, a, a shift in, uh, in your role, or maybe you're, you're taking on a, a larger a larger load, but you've been primarily focused in, in the VMware solution space, and now with a little bit of shuffling, and what we're going to talk about today is uh, you're going to take a more active role with, with Cloud Block Store. How's that shaping up?
1: Yeah, that's that's correct. I've been at I've been at Pure now for just a hair under seven years. Uh, April, April, thank you, thank you. April, April will be my, my seventh year, and um, we're look. I'm looking to see what's next, right? What's yeah. next for for me, for my career, uh, and and frankly for for Pure, like what's where are things going? Where where could we really make a big difference? Where can I make a big difference? And and so, Cloud Block Store is has been growing we've been putting more and more effort into or seeing more and more interest from customers around deployments and different use cases and and certainly public cloud is is I think it's a thing, Rob. Yeah. I think it's a thing. It might uh, stick around. It, it, it might
0: just make it. Yeah, you know?
1: I know. It's it's <laughs> it's the little engine that could. I think so. Uh, so you know, it's something that I've been growing interest into. So what's changing here is that I'm becoming a product manager for for Cloud Block Store to see what we can do to take CBS business to to the next level. And now I'm not completely getting rid of the vmware stuff you know you you can you can take the boy out of the vmware but you can't take the vmware out of the boy kind of thing so i'll still be i'll still be um Managing our VMware solutions and and running our solutions engineering team, just from a day to day perspective, I'll be focusing a lot more on the product that is Cloud Block instead of necessarily as much focus on VMware. But they'll still be both under under my purview, so it, it should be exciting. It's going to be a lot more work, but I'm I'm really excited about both the opportunities because honestly, there's a lot going on in both places.
0: It really is, yeah. And I, I've always found from a career perspective, you can stay in the same place. Happily, if you are presented with new challenges and new technologies to learn and new product areas, I mean that's been a constant in my career in multiple companies for long spells, and and that works. I mean it keeps you from having to bounce around and have disruptive, you know, company changes. If they go, hey, you know, you're doing a great job over here, which which by the way, the, the VMware Solutions uh, Architect and Engineering team that you build is fantastic. I mean you've got folks like Kyle and Kyle and Alex who are just, you know, just far and away just experts in the things that they do. So it's, you know, it's not like, you know, you getting distracted a little bit with this CBS thing is going to take away from that. They're still going to be, you know, powering through and continuing to build a lot of those great integrations, which by the way, anything interesting on the horizon. I know we can't talk about specifically what we do, but from a VMware perspective, any any new milestones or releases that you see coming that are uh, that are getting you excited.
1: Wow, yeah, I mean, that's that's certainly probably an entirely new episode, but there's certainly <laughs> certainly things going on, right? You know, there's there's the the VMware offering we've built with with Equinix Metal and 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 pure as a service with, you know, I know we're going to get you already had a nice episode with Jack Hogan on yeah, that. I yeah. I just listened to it the other day on my run. I was, I, I I enjoyed that. It was good. And awesome. and we'll we'll certainly be talking more about that. That's I think there's a lot of opportunity there around what we can build from a VMware offering uh, with with the Equinix folks. So that's certainly High on high on my list around solutions, but you know I've been talking to a lot of channel partners, a lot of you know VARS, et cetera, et cetera, around where we can enable them, where we can enable our customers this year, and there's a it, there's a redoubled effort, you know, around what we can do to build for Tanzu. Not only from a flash array perspective, but of course Portworx is a big part of that. So the oh, whole sure. Tanzu brand and the efforts from Pure as a company uh, is really starting to come together around how we can support the Tanzu and you know where that's going in our customer environments. And I think that's going to customers are still kind of dabbling in it, looking at it, talking about it this year. I think come towards the end of this year, 2022 in particular, it's going to win. It's going to start exploding in production. And so making sure that's a huge focus for us right now is super important, and so that's co- going on. And of course, you know VMware just released a new version of vSphere 7.0 Update 2, uh, and their updates these days are a lot more significant than they used to be. Right? These, these are full large releases, and there's some work that we we've done with the design partnership with VMware around their CSI driver, cloud native storage, around snapshot management. That's just the beginning of some of the efforts we're putting forth with VMware. So certainly a lot coming this year across the full stack from the VMware offering but those are the things right now that we've been we've been putting a lot of effort into.
0: Yeah, always a a dynamic space and I know we've got some really good momentum with with virtual volumes Vvols as well and something that we always love talking about and and Pure is one of the one of the top, actually the top, right for for vVol's deployments, which which is fantastic. Um, cool. Thanks for that. Just whenever I have you, I selfishly want to get your take on that. And I know a lot of people that that follow you and read your blog and and kind of look to you as sort of the the guru for things going on in the VMware space. Want to get an update there, but. Uh, let's shift over to that public cloud space, that little engine that could, if you will, that uh, that, that may may uh, may actually make it here. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'd say it, it, it's definitely gonna make it, but I, I think, I don't know, when I read about it, I feel like going back, if you read articles 10 years ago, it was sort of a, you know, 10 years from now, everything's gonna run in the cloud. And, and we kind of haven't gotten there and have realized that there's certain things that fit better in cloud and other things that maybe don't or, what about both do you see the world the same way relative to you know hybrid or where multi is going
1: yeah no i mean certainly i there was there was this thought couple of years ago, that everything's going 100% public and infrastructure on-premises companies are going the way of the dodo, if you will. But I I think what's proven out here is that that's not really the case. There's certainly going to be customers that are 100% in the public cloud, Mm -hmm. obviously. There's going to be customers that are 100% on-premises. Obviously, um, I think the former is a little bit larger than the latter, but I think the majority, right, especially when it comes to the medium commercial enterprise size businesses, they're going to be both. And and by both, I don't just mean public cloud and your own data center, but things like Equinix Metal, right? IaaS offerings, PaaS offerings, just any MSPs in general. I think these things are going to be shifting and moving around. And so there's certainly a lot going on, not just in the public cloud, but continuing to innovate and change what it, what on premises means that's that's no doubt a big direction but of course w- public cloud is a place where our customers are going the public yeah. cloud is a place where applications are being moved to or they're being spread across to and so that's something that from a pure perspective we want to know can we help our customers there too and and my Personal opinion, and I think the company's opinion too, is that yes, I, we really do think we can help them, and and that's conceptually where cloud block store comes in.
0: Yeah, it's always been sort of a yes and as opposed to an either or for us, right? Acknowledging some of the trends that you just mentioned, and certainly there's, you know, going to be very dramatic lifts and shifts that are going to happen, but there's also going to be scenarios where you know data data needs to live in one place or the other, and how do we make that easy and affordable, right? With the same benefits that we provide at an array level on on-premises. Um, the good news is, you know, we're talking about something new today, which is uh, CBS uh, Azure, right? Cloud Block Store for Azure. But this is something we've been doing for a couple of years, right? Cloud Block Store. It's not like we're putting some massively new thing out. We're just extending the capability. What what do you see that is different from our approach compared to maybe what the other vendors do when they when they when they go and try to solve this challenge for for customers and users?
1: Yeah, so I I think I think you know I get this question a lot, right? Uh, even even forgetting about Cloud Block Store for a second. Right. I, I get this question around VMware, right? How do we differentiate? What do What do we do differently? And I, I think a lot of it isn't necessarily about this little thing or that little thing. Well, granted, I think we do this feature better and that feature better in general, but I think a lot of it is our mindset, how we partner with some of these other companies. Our partnership with VMware is in many ways how we differentiate what we do. Our engineering relationship is a big part of that. And and I think from a CBS perspective, it's a lot about... We, aren't, we weren't trying to create a product. Well, let take a step back. There's two reasons you create a product, a uh, hand-wavy two reasons, right? One, you're not in that market, so we need to make sure that we are. So we do something and there we go. We have something yeah. in that market and we can sell it. Then there's another, another reason you create a product is there is a problem. There is a struggle in some place that has not been solved well. Can we come up with a solution that does solve that in a great way, that solves it at least in a novel way entirely or at least in a better way than others have solved. And, th- and that's really what the Flash Array was in the first place. Right? Mm-hmm. We saw issues around maintenance extortion and around uh, upgrades and capacity rebuys and how Flash was being used in general. It's like, I think we can build a performant, cost effective, simple to use platform on Flash. That's, that's what the Flash Array fundamentally is. And then we came up with the concept of Evergreen, right? Uh, you don't ever rebuy your capacity we can do these upgrades we make the back end of the platform better and better and better and the customer just experiences those benefits but the pr- the process to provision a volume 11 years ago right when we started shipping when this company was founded compared to today is the same it's the same <laughs> API give us a name give us a size you got your capacity but think about how many changes have gone into the back end and the hardware into the behind the scenes with purity as we investigate new technologies, NVMe, QLC, all these types of things to make the experience better for the customer without having to change anything. And that's conceptually what CBS is. I don't really see CBS as a product, Mm -hmm. even though obviously it is, right? We sell it. I see CBS as a concept. Can Pure add value in the public cloud when it comes to storage? And I think the struggles are no different than what you saw on-premises. I mean, there are differences, but fundamentally uh, efficiency, performance, uh, variety of choice out there. The cloud vendors are creating all kinds of different storage options. I mean, just look look at AWS, right? There's IO1, there's IO2, there's GP2, there's GP3, there's Instance Store, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When do I use them? When do I not? What's cheaper? What's faster? What's more efficient? What if a new one and better one comes out? Do I change all my applications that are using it? Do I redeploy? Do I create new practices? Do I need to understand the ins and outs of all these things? That's a difficult thing to track, especially when your clouds start to scale out, meaning in the sense that I'm not just using AWS, I'm also using Azure. Not the same application in both places, but different applications. What are I, how do I understand the ins and outs of that? How do I understand the ins and outs of on-premises? This is why you buy a flash array. We yeah. simplify it, we focus on that, and we deliver that simplicity to you. So you don't need to make those trade-offs. And as new technologies come out, we build it into the back end of purity. And the same thing with CBS, right? In AWS, we understood, you know, all right, let's use a combination of S3 for persistence and instance store for performance. Uh, you know, IO1, should be moving to IO2 soon, you know, those types of things to build. Purity to build CBS, understand the AWS infrastructure. And now we've done the same thing with Azure. We're not taking the CBS and AWS and plopping it in there. Azure is a different cloud, right? They have different benefits. They have different offerings. They have different features. How do we take advantage of those features inside of Azure to present that same front-end experience to our customer while taking advantage of what that cloud infrastructure has to offer? And that's what CBS on Azure is. Two Azure VMs as our controllers backed by uh, Ultra SSDs for the performance. And they support multi-attach with reservations so we can dire- directly attach them to those controller VMs. And so we've built CBS on Azure to take advantage of what Azure has to offer and the architectures that they have, and have to offer. And, and it's been, it's been a, a fun experience seeing that shipped and we already have plans or all right, what are the new things coming out for Azure? How do we improve our backend? How do we make it more efficient? I don't want to push those trade-offs to the customer. This is why they buy our product. Our engineers have these discussions. We figure it out and continue to deliver that value.
0: Yeah, I think you make a good last point there. Right? Is is you know we're not just sort of throwing some VMs up in the cloud or something. It's it's really a deep engineering engagement to take the data services that we offer and you know design them in so that the experience um, is is the same. And it's really exciting. I mean, I've been a part of. Some some recent you know, joint engineering discussions, you know, with with Microsoft folks, and they're really excited about the things that we are doing. Um, what what do you see that the that, that the new CBS for Azure unlocks? Right, you talk about that it's a different cloud and there's different things that they do. What what do you see as some of the typical use cases or new opportunities that this is going to open up for for either people that are using FlashArray on prem or for people that are consuming in the cloud that maybe are looking at you know I don't need to have everything there. Maybe I want to repatriate uh,
1: repatriate some things. I mean, I I see two different types of structural benefits here, right? One is back to that whole Pure as a Service and Evergreen model. One of the great things around Pure as a Service, right, is one of the great things around Evergreen, as I mentioned before, is that you don't have to rebuy capacity and that was for a specific array. But now we can extend that to the cloud. If you decide you wanna move some capacity, if you wanna move an application from on-premises flash array to the public cloud, you can shift that license, right? You can use that capacity already paid for and shift that license to Cloud Block Store. And now because of the addition of Azure, you don't even necessarily need to know today what cloud that might go to, Yeah. right? A lot of vendors are, or a lot of customers are trying to figure out, do I go to AWS? Do I go to Azure? I'm not really sure. I see some benefits here. I see some benefits there. This gives you the flexibility to extend that evergreen model to some eventual cloud. And by adding Azure to that, that gives you even more flexibility. And so this makes these conversations with our salespeople, with our customers, with our partners, even easier because they're not locked into a choice because of the capacity that they buy today. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important part of adding CBS to Azure is it expands that conversation, improves out that point even more. And from a technical side, right? Certainly there are things that, you know, Azure does quite well, right? There's a lot of Microsoft products out there. There's a lot of Microsoft products on, on-premises on that folks are using. And so there's a natural desire or... Attraction to running them in Azure, right? There are reasons they might want to use it from a technical perspective because Microsoft supports their products quite well, right? You know, better than many many others, right? Could they they own those products and they have ELAs where they'd like to extend those 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 offerings in, into into Azure. And so there's that's a natural place to put some of those types of applications. And so by adding CBS there, we can support them there too. Because one of, what's one of the things that we do really well on premises is SQL Server, right? Yeah. Who owns SQL, right? Well, that's Microsoft. Soft, right, So there's, there's, there's a natural progression there around those applications and, of course, being able to support that in Azure. And we're seeing interest in Azure growing and growing and growing, right? They're the number two cloud for a reason. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's been exciting to extend our offering into there.
0: Yeah, there's, there's so much SQL out there, and that has historically been one of the areas that we've done really well. And, you know, again, kudos to the, the solution engineering team over time for the level of depth. I mean, I, I see it as analogous to what you and your, your VMware team have been doing for years and years, which is just to look at what Microsoft's doing and build in really deep integrations and base those on APIs so that the people that are using the technology have to worry less about managing it all and just make it simpler. And again, back to the, the data services and the things that we do you know, within FlashArray and now we're extending that that out to Azure. Um, curious, cause I, I know with databases, we often talk dev test in the cloud is, is kind of a no brainer. What do you see relative to running production? Are you seeing more and more enterprises that are moving forward with, with uh, being confident to run, to run prod in the cloud. And I think, man, it's kind of a softball question. Cause I think it's really, yes, but I want to get your take and your view on that.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, the, the folks are, are, they've been putting prod applications, especially their newer applications into, into the public cloud for quite some time now. And, and you know what, what's, what's one of the requirements um, or what are the requirements around production applications? Well, it's resiliency, right? Availability, durability, uh, the ability to test them before you deploy them, <laughs> test those data sets, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's 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 been one of our bread and butter use cases to support that in particular around databases since day one, right? I mean, our two biggest use cases when this company started, VDI and databases, right? Yeah. Those are things that we've done well since day one. And of course we continue to do so. And And the technologies that we enable are relevant in the public cloud too right our global dedupe and compression makes it makes the capacity and the footprint efficient Cause as these as more and more applications get built and deployed into the public cloud your storage footprint gets larger and larger and that, that storage footprint is based on how much you provision right and so therefore when you're provisioning block capacity to an application you have to. Th- am I going to under provision? I, I don't want to under provision because I might run out of space. But I don't want to over provision because, well, then you know I'm paying for capacity that I don't necessarily or may not need. And so there's a lot of thought and 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 in cost modeling that needs to go into that decision. With CBS, you pay for what you write, not what you provision. And then if you slap the data reduction on the back end, which is what Purity does, right? We can reduce your footprint even further. And so as you get more and more applications. Ddupe gets better and better because there's more things to dedupe, the more efficient we can actually make that. Right. And so that's that's an important part around, around just running applications in general. But back to your point around production and snapshots and so forth, is that's another big piece, is that CBS, just like Flash Ray, is a metadata pointer system. And so when we snapshot a volume, we can create that snapshot instantly, and then we can restore from that snapshot or copy it very quickly. And this is one of the nice things about the public cloud is that your compute is elastic. You can deploy and undeploy as needed. And so for dev test scenarios, We can make efficient snapshot copies, present them to the compute you need to run your development or test or your analytic workloads against it. When you're done, you spin down that compute, you're no longer paying for it, but you didn't have the additional cost of having to wait for that data to be duplicated, nor also having it sit there as a copy because of the global dedupe. And so CBS can really enable those use cases across not just production, but the dev tests that you need to be able to run that production and and all those things together conspire to make a pretty nice solution when it comes to running those types of applications in the public cloud.
0: Yeah, and really, with some of the the avoidance of some of those hidden costs, right? When when apps are running kind of in the background or data is sitting there in the background not being utilized, you're still paying for it. So, if there's ways that we can shrink that cost and deal with some of the risk aspects that you mentioned with resiliency, it's a it's a pretty pretty tight solution. Um, kind of last point point. What one of the things that we're doing quite a bit of investing time in is validating what we do and I just want to see if you could comment on there's a, a pure validated design right new program we did a podcast back in November so blatant plug uh, to go listen to me talking to Brian Gold and to Beth Arneson about the launch of, of the PVDs but we, we've been working on and building out a really extensive one for specifically SQL and Azure that takes advantage of some of the integrations that I mentioned already how is that looking Right now, and what can users expect when they when they look at this validated design?
1: Yeah, I, I think um, the the PVD is, a, is is a great program because I mean, you look historically, we've we've put a lot of CVDs together, right, with Cisco. The Cisco yep. validated design, uh, VMware had their VVD program as well, VMware validated design, which has morphed into VCF essentially these days. There's a lot of interest around this because because your environments, your infrastructure is now starting to stretch across things that are known, right? On-premises, sometimes these designs were difficult because you didn't necessarily know what compute they're going to use or what switching or what infrastructure or what hypervisor, right? And so there was this kind of n factorial type of options. And so the validated designs were tricky because there was a lot of nuance involved. But when it comes to adding the public cloud on top of that, there is, there's, there's, more appetite for some, some guidance here because we know the compute that can, be, that can be provided in the public cloud. We know how these things can be sized and moved. And so it's easier to, to provide some deployment mechanisms like, hey, if you, this is what you have on-prem, this is what you can do to, to move that into the public cloud because we know the compute, the network that's gonna be there. And so giving that specific guidance can be particularly helpful.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited about the, the prospects of, of what we're doing with that program. And, and you know for people listening, You'll continue to see it expand with with new use cases, and it's really, you know, something to use if you're exploring our technology or if you've decided to use the technology already and you're using Pure. It's a way that we can help you really streamline uh, streamline the deployment. So, you know, kudos to Barks and Crew. I know they've been putting in a lot, a lot of hours and time towards that, um, towards that PVD.
1: Yeah. I think specifically Uh, like, you know, because folks are new to a a lot of folks are new to the public cloud, but they know their on-premises environment, having those instructions to extend that to CBS and how to move those, how to, how to deploy them there is extremely helpful. So yeah. So Barks and Crew have done a great job getting that together.
0: Yeah. Very exciting. Um, anything to sum up with, we're kind of getting to time here and I know you got a busy schedule, so I don't want to keep you too long, particularly, on a Friday afternoon, as we we're recording this, but uh, anything further? How's this going to roll out? Uh, where should people go for more information? How to engage? Uh, all those good details.
1: Yeah, so I mean, like this is certainly not the end of our announcements around CBS. This is a, a project that's going to only continue to grow and 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 add more functionality, more automation. Uh, we've we've put out Terraform support for deploying not only cloud block store on azure but also on aws so if you're a a terraform person um, which many folks are in the public cloud we we support that now too for standing both of these products up but where to go to stand them up well you go to the various marketplace right go to the azure marketplace you can click through deploy cbs certainly go to our you know purestorage.com and our support site at support.purestorage.com for some more information content on how it works, how to, how to configure it, how to use it, the benefits. So check it out. Um, and it certainly, we'll be doing webinars over the over the next well forever. But but you know keep an <laughs> yeah. eye on keep an eye on our on our collateral on on and where to find some more information. So purestorage.com and our support site is a great place to start. Though.
0: That is it. Purestorage.com/cloud if you want to get to everything we do cloud. And there's also a product page that you can navigate to for cloud block store. And I assume I know your blog has always been very heavy VMware, but I assume in your new role that you may be pushing some CBS content into codyhosterman.com. Yeah,
1: that is very true. You'll be seeing more, more CBS related stuff on there, but uh, don't worry. I'll still be doing some VMware blogs because as I said, uh, it's, it's still, uh, still has a nice, nice place in my heart. So that'll still keep going on with that.
0: Yes, you cannot cut people off cold turkey from the VMware uh, <laughs> goodness that, uh, that you, you know and love and provide. And hey, final thing, where can, where can folks find you out on, uh, on social media, on Twitter? Because I always think you're a, you're a really good follow, lots of good interesting, interesting nuggets on social.
1: Yeah, Twitter is definitely the best place, you know, to see what see what I'm up to, you know, at Cody Hosterman, of course, my blog, CodyHosterman.com. Um, those are probably the two best places. And, of course, just to keep up with what my team's doing, uh, if you go to our VMware platform guide on support.purestorage.com, slash solutions slash VMware platform guide put a link in the show notes or something like that. I know it's a little long, (laughs) but there's a what's new page under there where my team posts any new videos. Uh, we have our YouTube channel, uh, you know, new KBs, new blog posts, new integrations. You can follow that page and see what we're doing from a month to month basis as we update it every time we add something new. So it's a good place to follow for what's new with pure and VMware
0: super rich and informational and also has very good search equity there's some really good seo around that if you just search pure storage vmware uh you can get to that or the long link that uh, cody just mentioned hey cody (laughs) thanks for coming on appreciate you uh, carving out a little time on a friday at the end of the week but really excited about the news and excited for your new role good luck with that we'll have to have you on again in a few months or a couple quarters just to see how things are going and i love how you position CBS as not just a point in time here with Azure, but that we're going to keep going and continue to develop around this really cool technology.
1: Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure.
0: Appreciate it. And thank you out there for listening to this episode of the Pure Report. Keep sending in your requests for topics and speakers, and we'll keep the great guests like Cody coming on to the program. With that, we'll wrap for Pure Storage and Cody Hostman. This is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back, something might be gaining on you.